To him who is able to keep you from falling and present you unstained at his glorious throne, to Jesus our Savior be glory and majesty and power and honor. To Jesus alone. The word of God before us is our gospel reading from Matthew chapter 2. Once again, we will read the first two verses. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. They were outsiders, these wise men, these magi. They were outsiders. When they first came into that little town of Bethlehem, you can imagine people stopping what they were doing and standing and gawking and staring because they were outsiders. They had traveled hundreds of miles to get there perhaps from what is now modern-day Iran. They were men of science. They were men of high education. Their look was different. Their dress was different. Their culture was different. Their personal history was different. Their predecessors several generations earlier, very likely had taken an indirect role in the military and political subjugation of God's people when enemies of God's people carried them off into exile for 70 years. The wise men's predecessors probably had a role in that. And so now as they entered Bethlehem, the contrast between them and the people who lived there was stark and it was dramatic to those Jewish families who, who made that village their home as they quietly lived and worked in the small town of Bethlehem. And yet, and yet something had seized them Something had seized those wise men. Something had drawn them to travel hundreds of miles to a place which to them, remember, a place which to them was a strange and foreign land. This was no lark. This was no frivolous road trip they were taking simply to satisfy some intellectual curiosity. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They asked around in Jerusalem, the capital city, when they got that far. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. How in the world did 
all of that come together. Years earlier, God had chosen to give to their predecessors the promise of the coming Savior from sin. Perhaps through the Old Testament prophet Daniel, who while Daniel was living in exile in that region, actually began to live and work and become one of the wise men while he lived there. And then in some way, the Lord gave these wise men a revelation regarding a special star that would signal the Savior's birth. And then God gave them the honor of seeing their Savior from sin with their own eyes. For after they learned from the scriptures, from the scribes in, in Jerusalem, that their Savior was to be born in nearby Bethlehem, only about six miles away from Jerusalem, the star led them to the very place where the child was. Therefore, in that house where Mary and Joseph and the, the baby Jesus were now staying, in that house, in that little Jewish town of Bethlehem, all the differences that seemed so significant between the wise men and the people who lived there, suddenly those differences didn't mean anything at all. The differences in look didn't matter. The differences in their culture did not matter. The differences in their personal history did not matter. As these wise men bowed down on their faces before what they knew to be their Savior, what bound them all together in that house was that everyone there all needed that baby. What bound them all together in that house was that they all needed the Savior who had come to wash them clean. Outsiders. Everyone here in this room, everyone here by a live stream, we all get a turn of feeling what it means to be an outsider. When you were in school, did you get to sit at the cool table? Of course, even when we went to school, we never called it the cool table. And yet, all of us here in this room, all of us live stream, we probably know what is meant by the cool table. In school, where, where the lunchroom was, the cool tables where the, the more popular kids tended to, to sit, maybe they were a little bit more athletic, or, or pretty good looking, or, or they, had, they had really pleasing personalities. Nothing wrong with that at all, but in a fallen world, the downside often meant that those who were on the cool table kind of reminded everybody else who was not at the cool table that they were not at the cool table. And that doesn't stop in school, does it? In one way or another, that can often 
happen throughout life, where there is the group that is kind of part of the cool table, and then all the rest of us who are not. Sometimes in movies and books, the role of the outsider is characterized as, as something dramatic and riveting, but more often than not, to feel like an outsider is not very pleasant at all. Well, brothers and sisters, by nature, you and I, we're all outsiders. We are all outsiders. Imagine God demanding that you make your best case to him as to why you deserve to be included in his family. What would you say? Would you, would you point to your perfect record as a friend? Your flawless record as a parent or a grandparent? Or for that matter, your flawless record as a son or a daughter or a student? How about your spotless record as an employee or an employer? Or your impeccable record as a patient and supportive husband or a patient and supportive wife? And yet this is what your God did. He came here in the form of an infant. He became one of us, all of us outsiders, all for the purpose of dying on a cross to wash away all of the things that make us outsiders, to wash away all of the wrongs and all of the failures and all of the guilts and all of the regrets. All with that infant's precious, precious blood. And that is why you and I are not outsiders anymore. The reason you and I belong is all because of him. All of which remind us of all the people God has chosen to place into our lives. The Lord brought the wise men to Bethlehem because the need for a Savior from sin was just as great for the highly educated sophisticate as it was for any simple peasant. Regardless of their education, regardless of their prestige, regardless of their wealth, they too would be lost forever without Jesus Christ. You and I, in a curious way, find ourselves surrounded by modern-day wise men or, or, or magi in this sense that, that where you work, where you live, where you take your grandchildren or, or children to play, where you choose to go and, and spend a little time having a cup of coffee, 
In all of those interactions, the Lord chooses to place specific souls across your path. Some of those souls you may barely know, others souls you know fairly well. Your life is filled with individual souls. Each one has a story. Each one has a personal history. Each one has wounds. Each one needs the forgiveness and healing and peace that only Jesus can bring. And so as the Lord has chosen to place all of those supposedly random souls into your life, you and I can revel and rejoice in the personal opportunities our Lord has given us. Because no matter where you meet up with them, no one is too high up in the company and no one is too low in the company. No one is too sophisticated no one is too plain. No one is too financially wealthy. No one is too financially strapped to receive a touch of love from Jesus through you and me. Because we are all outsiders. But in Jesus, we are outsiders no longer. And the one who brings us in is Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Amen.